Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. My name is Ryan Miner. I'm uh, I'm sorry. I'm thrown off base because my co-host Eric Beasley just got thrown off the line. Oh wait, he's back. This always happens. I'm, I'm, Eric's I'm back. A, I'm always here. Can't get rid of me that Eric's easily. Back. Well, this is a special election edition of a minor detail. We took a break last week. I was sick, and so if I still sound a little bit stuffy, it's because I am. I was. I had to take two days off of work last week, Eric. So, and I know you were home with uh, the youngster, and I was like, yeah. I was keeping, I was keeping close attention to your captain's log, which was pretty. <laughs> I, well, I was inspired, so I had to do yeah. something. Especially with Elise being like all the way back home and everything, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to need to just do something that like. You know, she's going to want to know how Zane's doing. So I figured if I take pictures and post on Facebook, she won't call me and want to hear, want to like okay. talk to me for like an hour about every little time he sneezes. So I just figured, you know, <laughs> that's probably like that. Well, uh, we had a, Kim and I had a great weekend. Um, I finally yeah. decided to tie, yeah, we, I finally, we decided to tie the knot. And I, I, uh, I asked her the big question yesterday afternoon and, uh, so we are planning uh, a festivity soon with a wedding. So I, uh, I'm happy about that. We had a great weekend. So I appreciate everybody uh, sending their best wishes and thanks. That was really nice, and uh, it was good, Eric. So I'll, I'll join the club soon, right? Yeah, just wait. But pretty soon you'll be watching HGTV in the morning and uh, drinking your coffee, and uh, you know you, you'll get your honey do list. Where do you um, have that? Well, I mean, that's that's you two have basically been married for like years now. So yeah, I, I don't think you're, there's not going to be much of a change at this point. Yeah, I mean, to the outside world, I even refer to her as my wife. So, I mean, it's sort of it's going to be no different. But uh, yeah, just anyway, so we're, yeah, exactly. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait for that. So uh, we're going to talk about the election tonight, um, and we're going to we're going to try to focus it around Maryland only. So. Um, if you're listening, you can call in, be part of the show, 646-716-5971. Eric and I are going to talk about all the local races, predictions, and then we'll get to the – I mean the presidential election, despite any sort of late-breaking news, I can't imagine anybody not being decided. Local races, maybe not so much, but uh, I can't imagine anybody on the national presidential election for the last 16 months – being undecided about who they're going to vote for. I already voted, Eric. I don't know if you early voted, but uh, I already no, no. Here. I was, uh, I was, I, I don't like early voting. I, I think I personally, I don't. I think I think early voting is is absurd, um, and well, so I just because I disagree with it, I just don't go and early vote. Well, it's fine, but if 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 they, I read an article today in the Washington Post about why the election is. The first Tuesday after the first Monday uh, of the of of November, and it had to do originally with uh, when the electoral college meets, and it has to be within like 34 days of when the electoral college meets. So they 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 made this, and November's fine. However, the election should have been over like in August <laughs> after the con- like after the <laughs> convention. What they should have done is had a month, and then. Like September fifteenth, everybody just goes votes. September fifteenth, and it's over. Um, no, no, I'm, no. I think voting should be the day after your taxes are due. <laughs> yeah, on April sixteenth. Okay. All right. Yeah, and it should be April fifteenth or sometime. I think it's eighteenth. I mean, they always they always keep changing it, but uh, you know, I I, I like <laughs> that. Uh, I like I call it like the, the troll liberty amendment. Uh, you know, Mark Levin included that in his. In his convention of the state stuff, so you know I'd be okay with that. You know, and then we can make all these politicians. You know, if they're really dedicated, they'll go campaign in the winter. I would prefer it because I'm a I'm a I'm a winter creature myself. Okay, I'm uh, I'm part Tom. Um, so <laughs> let's well in Maryland, let's start with the 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 race that is second only to the presidential race, and that is the U.S. Senate race between Kathy Schlega. And Chris Van Hollen, Congressman Chris Van Hollen, uh, and Chris Margaret Van Hollen Flowers. is, and yeah, Margaret Flowers, um, who is just, I don't know why Kathy Shalega is kind of teaming up with her. I mean, I get it, maybe it's a, a publicity thing, but um, 
Eric, are we ready to make a projection in the U.S. Senate race in the state of Maryland? Um, well, I think that uh, – I mean, look, it's Maryland. Okay, when's the, last, when's the last time we had a Republican senator in Maryland? Um, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, there's a difference between what I think is going to happen and what I want to happen. Well, so, yeah, but let's, let's, let's look at sure the facts. Um, honestly, but, I, Schlager's going to lose by 20 points. Oh, I think it's going to be I – think, I think you're going to see Van Hollen get about 65, maybe 70 percent of the vote, and I, I think she's going to marginally beat Dan Bongino's numbers in 2012. So uh, we will – we'll see. But I, Kathy was a great candidate. Um, I didn't agree with her on everything. Uh, she stuck too much to Andy Harris, and I really – I'm not a big Harris fan for for several reasons, for – you know, his a dipping into why yes, he is. A, he is a bit of a statist and there's ample amount of evidence that we could point to that we could get into another show. But and and look, Andy Harris is a nice guy. I've, I've never had an issue with with him personally. He's always treated me with respect. I, I, I have no issue there. I, on some issues, he's very good on other issues. He's just terrible when he. Noses into the federal government. Anyway, we're we're not going to talk about. Um, right here, yeah, Andy I, Harris. I, I, actually, I just I just looked it up, Brian. So the last time we had a Republican senator in Maryland was Charles Matthias, and yeah. he was reelected Ma- in nineteen eighty. He retired in, in eighty seven. So senator Matthias, he was uh, he was a good guy too. I mean, and, and but so so basically, to put this in perspective, the last time we had a Republican senator from Maryland, um, mm-hmm. I was still breastfeeding. Okay. Okay. Like. Yep. Because I was I was not even a year old yet. <laughs> okay, so the the reality is is that statistically speaking, honestly, if if somebody was going to, if we were going to get a Republican senator in Maryland, I don't think that it would look like Kathy Schlega. Okay, and that's not I, I like her. I'm going to vote for her, but I don't. I think did. she's not the type to, to to upset this the the Democrat machine of the state. Chris Van Hollen was a vanilla liberal Democrat from Montgomery County. He's it's it's going to be the exact same as Barbara Mikulski. It's going to change the Senate in, in no way, shape, whatsoever. And we're going to have, and he's going to be in there as long as he wants. Um, I, I I believe that. I, I and I think what they were, what Democrats in Maryland were, or I'm sorry, what Republicans in Maryland were hoping for was that Kathy Schlegel would run another Larry Hogan statewide style campaign, and it just doesn't happen that way in presidential election years. It, the dynamics are completely different. They tried – everybody tried to convince me that Kathy could win, and it's nothing about Kathy personally that is not a compelling candidate. Look, she's, she's in the leadership in the House minority. Uh, she's a truly nice and decent and hardworking person. She has a great business background, but it's, she's not Larry, and she's, she's in a state of Maryland where uh, the, the – yeah. This is a state that's going to go seventy percent for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I mean, and I I dig the motorcycle. I mean, that's cool. Like, I like mm-hmm. it. I like the I, I like the ads that the yeah. videos that she's done and posted on Facebook. I, I mean, they've been entertaining. I've enjoyed them. You know, I like them. But like, Here's she a- just doesn't have the infrastructure. Doesn't have doesn't have the money and doesn't have the the, the campaign apparatus. You know. Well, I can tell you and- when we were up in. We were uh, up in Oakland uh, two weeks ago, um, up in way up in Western Maryland, and we were with the governor, and it was by chance. <laughs> we were sitting in the Denny's in Oakland, and Governor Hogan just walks in and gives Kim a big hug, and we talked to him, and they're like, hey, do you want to be part of the parade? And Kim and I were like, sure, okay. We're staying in Deep Creek Lake, uh, Deep Creek Lake that weekend. It was great to see the governor. I really like Governor Hogan. Um I, I agree with him about 75% of his issues, um, and I think he's doing the best job that he can do in Maryland. Anyway, we walked with um, <laughs> we walked with uh, Hogan, and it was just a massive outpouring for for the governor in Oakland. I mean, it's true Western Maryland, but you know, Kathy had a very small team. She's working hard. There's no doubt about it. She's working very hard. Eric, it's just not going to happen this year. Maybe maybe yeah. some other time. Maybe well, I mean, you know, and Kathy has set herself up for what I think is: ha, should Andy Harris ever retire from 
the first congressional district in Maryland. She has set herself up to run for that seat and likely win that seat. Or alternative view, if Maryland gets ungerrymandered, perhaps run in another district. Like the sixth? I'm not necessarily a six. The reality, if you look at voter makeup, if you ungerrymander um, the state, there'll be three competitive congressional districts here. Um, so that that'd be my guess, honestly. If it, if you had a nonpartisan, geographically based um, uh, setup for Congress, I think that you know I, I would look to see her run for one of those, the sixth maybe. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't think uh, I, I I don't think that she would want to come all the way out here okay just yeah, well, to be honest she's going to do um, i i predict she's going to do well in western maryland she's going to win garrett she'll win allegheny she's likely to win washington county um i think she'll pick up frederick i think she'll pick up carol i don't she could win bits and, bits and pieces of baltimore county because she's she's from there i think she could win harford county I think she could win Cecil, and I think she'll take a, um, some of the Eastern Shore counties, maybe Queen Anne's, Talbot, Dorchester, Wicomico, Wicomico. What it always comes down to in elections like this, and the reason why Hogan was, it was so competitive, was that basically outside of Montgomery PG and Baltimore City, he was able to carry the counties. You know, sure. Baltimore County was pretty much like his swing county. And, you know, sure. honestly, I, I, I tell you what, the, the Baltimore County GOP between has done an amazing amount of work out yeah, there, they're, both they're for their, their city, you know, that, that whole, the, the Baltimore GOP has been busting their butt in, in districts that they think they can win. Like I think, who's it? Uh, is it Mark McDonald that's running out there? So there has been groundwork being laid in that area. Now, Again, I don't think Kathy Schlegg is the person to come in and reap the benefits of all that work. But the reality is like, okay, so I'm looking at it right now. All right, in 2012, Ben Cardin got 55%, uh, Bongino 26%, and Sabani 16%. Okay, the reality is if Kathy Schlegg can get 35, 40% of the vote, really that's a win for Republicans. Okay, that means that we've made progress. That means that we've actually, we've, ta- we've gotten more votes than we did in 2012. And so, you know, when I look at elections like this, my first thought is I just want to see the Republican candidate do better than they did last time. Because if we make progress, that means that in four, six, ten years, it might those numbers might be opposite of what they are right now. But I think it's hard to determine this election because of the ver- the variables are much different. If you had a generic candidate at the presidential ballot, so let's just say that we had a decent Democrat and a decent Republican at the top of the ballot. So I, I, you know, if you took a decent Democrat and let's just say you put generic Democrat governor from Colorado who is left of center, but moderate on some issues. And, um, (laughs) and then you take, let's just say a, a Rand Paul or a John Kasich or even a Jeb Bush. Uh, and we'll just put them, I don't want to say, that Rand's a generic Republican because he's not. But let's just say we had John Kasich on the ticket. Okay. I think it would be a I think it would be a much different race than it is today because candidates like Kathy Schlegel would have no problem attaching herself to the nominee. But I mean, they're kind of getting it from all sides. They're in a tough position because Trump has said a lot mm-hmm. of outrageous remarks, and when the video came out about him and the uh, you know what grabbing, and it's hard. <laughs> And let me explain that. I mean, call it what it is, but hey, come on, everybody knows what it is, Ryan. Well, mm. but no, it was I, 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 terrible. Yeah, and you are right. If it if it had been easier to attach to basically kind of have like a top down campaign, think about oh, it yeah. like a like a, it would have been a like different a campaign. Okay. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. But basically, like here's all your Republicans running. Make sure you go out and vote for them. I think that all the races would be different, but uh, but we don't have that. And so, yeah, like like you said, I mean, honestly, you know, Kathy Schlegel is probably going to come in. If she come, I, I twenty five to forty percent would be my spread, and I'd love to see her come in at forty percent because if she can get forty yeah. percent in this electoral environment, then quite frankly, that means that that tell you what, that seat in twenty eighteen is going to be ripe for the taking. Okay, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, well, I'm just more focused on getting Governor Hogan reelected. That's all. Um, but he's so, going to be up for election in 2018, so he needs a good Senate candidate to go along. Right. 
So yeah, anyway, have... uh, looking around to the, the rest of the state, um, Anthony Brown is going to be an, the next congressman-elect come November the 8th. Um, his opponent is – going to be another like, – uh, who's, who, who's that, that crazy lady from Texas? Um, you know what I'm talking lazy. about, right? Who? The crazy Democrat Senate, uh, congresswoman from uh, Texas. Uh, Sheila Jackson Lee. That's who it is. Sheila Jackson oh. Lee. She has said some of the stupidest things you would not yeah, believe. She's, she has been very um, liberal with her <laughs> with her idiotic remarks. Anyway, so you go down. Harris, I don't even know if does Andy Harris have an opponent. I don't even know. Is that bad? I should. I should. <laughs> no, I. But I, it's it's he's gonna win. Okay. So then I mean, you have yeah. this, the second congressional district, which is Dutch Ruppersberger and Pat McDonough. Um, Pat Mc, McDonough's hair might win, but Pat McDonough won't. Um, <laughs> Pat McDonough is a, is a fool. He's a clown, and I, I can't wait to see him go down and a huge loss. So that's, <laughs> that's a foregone uh, conclusion. The, the third congressional district is um, – Oh, John Sarbanes and uh, Mark. Um, what's Mark Plaster, what's last? Yeah, Plaster's yeah. a great Plaster's a great candidate. I I really appreciate. He's he's brilliant. He should. I if the if the district weren't so damn gerrymandered. Um, here's he, this. Mark Plaster is the ideal candidate that every congressional district Republican should want should wish to run. Um, and he's oh yeah, proven himself to be. A smart guy, great on issues, knows a lot of the policy, has experience, more experience than anybody you know could ever think of. John Sarbanes is nothing more than a career politician who will probably run for the U.S. Senate in 2018. I wouldn't be surprised. And uh, unfortunately for Mark Plaster, he's outfunded. He is. I. I he won't. Uh, he. he was a uh, Sarbanes. He's not going to outwork Plaster because Plaster's everywhere, and he has to be because it's so geographically disconfigured. So, I think that John Sarbanes will win, and Plaster. But Plaster should be one of those candidates that sticks around and runs for something else, or keep running until he wins. Because we need Mark Plaster to be in some sort of elected office because he has experience that should not go to waste. I'm not kidding. That man is so experienced, and I have so much respect for him. And honestly, there's no way to attack him. That's one of the things that I've noticed. If nothing. you look at there's it, nothing. I mean, he, he, there's, there's nothing. To, you, how, how are you going to criticize the guy? I mean, there's yeah. just there's nothing there. You can't criticize him, and so it makes him a really good candidate. I mean, just okay. Here, looking it up just real quick. In 2014, uh, Sarbanes got 60% of the vote. Okay, versus the Republican got 40%. All right. From what I understand, in that district, I believe in the third district. Uh, Governor Hogan actually won that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. There was a big spot that he won. Yeah. So, so this is a perfect example of that sort of place. And honestly, Plaster, Plaster could do it. Do I? Do I think he's going to do it this time? Ugh. I. I don't even want to say yes or no because I like the guy too much to say no. <laughs> but I don't want you know. I'm. Yeah, well, it, it can we're, go. We're we're not here to 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 make people feel good about themselves. But this is oh, a show yeah. where we. We tell the truth, and we, you know, we analyze the data, and that's that's what we do. But let's move on. Um, the the fourth congressional district, um, Anthony Brown has a crackpot opponent. Uh, Anthony Brown's going to be the next congressman. There's there's no question. So that's the fourth. The fifth congressional district is Steny Hoyer, and I think Mark Arness. I don't even want to talk about that one because that <laughs> Republican candidate. I don't know what you know about that guy, but I'll just leave it at that. I know absolutely nothing. Yeah. I've never even heard of the guy. Well, it, it, if you did hear of him, then it would be a different story. You haven't. That means Steny Hoyer. Steny Hoyer hasn't had any real competition. He'll he'll get 65, 69, maybe 70, 68 percent of the vote, um, and he'll win. Um, we'll come back to the sixth. The seventh, Elijah Cummings. Um, Corrigan Vaughn is not going to beat Elijah Cummings. So, um, <laughs> no. no. Um, and then we'll go on to the 8th Congressional District, Jamie Braskin and Dan Cox. Dan Cox is going to oh, come – Wait, 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 wait. And Jason, and Jason Wonder. 
and, no, I, in uh, fact, Nancy a minor Wallace. detail would like to, a minor detail would like to endorse Jason Wonder. We want to get that out there. Uh, we were endorsed. <laughs> Wait, are we? Yeah, he's a he's a libertarian. If Jason Wonder is listening, we're endorsing this guy because I'm sure as hell not going to endorse Dan Cox because that guy is a goofball. <laughs> well, I'm uh yeah, I can Sorry, I can appreciate I'm, your point of view. Um, maybe I'll just say it a little bit more, and I'm not making any friends by by doing the show tonight, but I can tell you that. Dan Cox, okay, fine. Uh, he's the generic Republican, but he has aligned himself in the 8th Congressional District squarely with Donald Trump. How much sense does that make, Eric? How much practical well, – Donald, Well, Donald Trump and Robin Ficker and Gus Alzona and you know Roger Hale, okay, the people from Montgomery County, the, the Republicans that are toxic to the entire GOP. It, it, it's, it's true. And, and and that's why I just don't want anything to do with those types of Republicans because they embarrass us. They make us yeah. they make winning elections in Montgomery County virtually impossible. If you know, the more that we attach ourselves and by the way, Gus Alzona, if you get this guy one on one and I've talked to him one on one before, he's actually a semi decent guy. I'm not I'm not kidding. He's a nice guy. He he is not the crackpot that he makes himself out to be. He's very strong in his convictions. I think that he hates gay people, which that's just unusual yeah. to me. I don't understand it, but he's he's someone that has this deep-seated belief that marriage equality is going to bring on the, the rapture, and I just – I can't wrap my head around that. That's fine. He, he's sort of conspiratorial too. He believes that the FBI is following him, maybe the Secret Service, and that – his political enemies oh, are out. Let's talk, let's talk about the 8th District. Yes. The 8th District. If you, if you want to know how crazy those people are, just go look at their Facebook pages. Okay. Yeah, so if you, you have don't like the already, Dan, but You have the Dan McHughes of the world. Uh, you have the Dwight Patels of the world. Uh, just people that are in politics in Montgomery County who have turned it into a social club that will continue to lose elections, that have no chance of ever – uh, of, of affecting real policy change because they're so dizzy, they're so busy and dizzy, screaming and pissing in the wind about issues that are completely out of range for Montgomery County. If you want to play ball in Montgomery County, Eric, and you know this better than anyone, you've been down here a lot. I live here. I communicate with a lot of the Democrats down here, and some of them I really like. And if you want to mm -hmm. play ball, you have to be willing to play. On their terms. Unfortunately, that's just the rules because Republicans are so outnumbered. But if we put serious policy proposals forward and we do it the right way and we don't put Robin Ficker in charge of term limits, which I think is a, a conversation that needs to be had, but not on the terms of Robin Ficker running the show. And that's where I have a problem with term uh, in, in Montgomery yeah. County. So this is interesting, Ryan, because I actually had a conversation with somebody um, uh, this week. Um, apparently he's not. He's just pretending like he is. Apparently there's actually a like sane and reasonable group of people <laughs> that have been backing the term limits and are actually you know focusing on issues instead of sitting on their keyboards. And they so there is a sane and rational group advocating for term limits. Okay, sure. the problem it's gonna is win. that again, like, they're going to pass. Just like oh, I'm, I'm sure it is, but. See, the problem is just like how Ficker lied about his military service. He's running around lying to people about his involvement with this. He lied if about anything, his military service. Yeah. He's lied about his um, his education. He is – everybody looks at Ficker as the goofball crackpot that he is because he's consistently proven himself. And some of the county council members that are very much opposed to term limits say, well, if you want to put – if you want to impose term limits on us, why can't we impose term limits on how many times you can run for public office? Which, you know, I, the logic is, I mean, it's hard to dispute that logic because Robin Ficker will, he's going to run in 2018 for something, but the fact is, is he's that. He's going to be running now, for county council. Yeah, and Ficker's going to try I, to claim. I heard from multiple sources. What, where? In the, in the third, in the second district, the third? I don't, I don't know, but. No, within Montgomery I, County. I don't know what the district makeup is, but that's how they're going to be doing it. He's going to well, be good running. Luck, Robin, because, good luck, Robin, because I can tell you right now it, it, we're going to make 
I'll, I'll stop there. I'll, I'll, I'm just, I'll, I'll, I'll I think stop it would, there. It would probably be the second district, so we'll make the Montgomery County Council second district great again. Like, we'll see how that works. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna have some fun anyway. Those, those ballot. Oh, somebody's calling in. Hold on. Uh, I have a four four three number calling in. Who's, who'd like to join the show with us tonight? Ryan, it's Joe Stefan. How the hell are you? Holy Uh-oh. shit, Joe! What's happening? I just called to wish you and Tim the best, man. Congratulations on your engagement. Cheers, man. Thanks for uh, that's that's great to hear. And by the way, you better be at the wedding. When do you have a date yet? I no, we don't. We're we're thinking like in a late October when the weather's still decent. That'll work. Yeah, next year. I would imagine next year. Yeah, I hope. And so. the only advice I, hope- I can give you is don't screw it up, dude. Hmm. That's probably the only advice that anybody can give. <laughs> I, and Joe, I'm just talking nothing in specific, just in general, you know, because you, you got a real winner there. I know. She didn't do I too know. badly herself, though. So, anyway, so, I just want to so, congratulate both of you. Well, thanks, Joe. Who's going to win? All right. So, looking at the sixth congressional district, because we're moving over toward that 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 direction. Um, John Delaney and Ami Hober. Who's going to win? I think. Um, I hate to say, I think it's going to be Delaney, but it's going to be very tight. I have heard that he's very nervous, though. He has his wife out there and campaigning with him. But when you got that kind of money, God knows what the hell he might drop in there on Election Day or whatever. But Ami Hober, as you know, and as we've discussed before, I did not back her in the primary. But Mm. I've had a chance to talk with her a few times. She is really a very good woman and a very smart person. Oh, yeah. And it's just a shame the whole the whole gerrymandering of the sixth. That's what's going to end up hurting her. I hate to say it, but I do think that's going to happen. It's it's tough. I know she's dropped. Look, and here's a candidate who's well funded, who is well educated, has uh, an excellent background in uh, in the federal government, small business owner, an advocate for women. It's it's really hard to attack her. And you know, Delaney has he's found a way to do it. And Eric can. I mean, you've seen some of the attacks, um, but I think it's Ami's run a great campaign. She she developed a, a team um, with the infrastructure. They're out doing the door knocking. She's every event, and you're right, Delaney. He even he went went so far as to put an office all the way up in Oakland, Maryland, in Garrett County. I think he has an office in Hag- he has yeah he has a big office down in Hagerstown, and Washington County is a is a sort of a, a linchpin and the sixth congressional district where I grew up that that's going to be a, that's going to be a big turnout up there. So Delaney's really trying and he went to places that he's really never been before. Um, Delaney will probably win Montgomery County, which by the nature of winning Montgomery County, so goes the rest of the, uh, the district because yeah. we know that the, the Democrats gerrymandered it all into Montgomery. And I think he'll pick up a swath of Frederick County, but in the rural areas, Ami's going to win. I think Ami will win Garrett County. I think she'll win Allegheny. I think she's going to win a, a wide portion of Washington County. I think she'll take a big mm-hmm. portion of Frederick County. Um, she'll she'll take where you are, Eric, in Brunswick. But then you know you go you go south of Clarksburg, and then forget it. Where we live, forget it. It's going to be it's going to be really tough for her to do that. You're in Potomac, right? Well, we're. We're in North Potomac. We're sort of like right outside of Gaithersburg. Okay, yeah, that area will be really tough for. It's it's going to be it's going to be challenging. So I don't know. I want her to win so badly because she's ran a good campaign and she's been right on the issues and she's stuck to an issues based campaign and she's an honorable person. It I I don't know. It's it's a it's a tough year and plus the whole Trump thing. You know she's kind of with Trump, and then Delaney ran this really stupid ad calling her a Tea Party Republican. Cause, and the only reason he called her that is because uh, she went to like this Tea Party um, this Tea Party fundraiser, or not a it was like some kind of <coughs> event for this was, young no, kid. as a scholarship. It was thing. the Hagerstown Tea Party scholarship thing, wasn't it? Yeah. And so, yeah, it was exactly. And so, Joe, she goes at this, and then Delaney cuts the commercial, calling her a Tea Party extremist. And she's like, when she ran in the primary, she was the furthest thing from Tea Party. Yeah, yeah, I know. 
Um, um, I always had a soft spot for her, even back in the primary. She wasn't my first yeah. choice. But, but Yeah, she's won uh, one hell of a campaign. You are right. Yeah, I've been fine. Look, I haven't Ryan, really... Ryan, I, I had to spend all... Uh, I spent the, the Brunswick Veterans Day parade trying to keep up with her. And uh, so I can tell you, I don't know how she still does it. Yeah. I know. Hey, Where do so many people get their energy, right? Good Lord. I know. Yeah. I'm just like... When I come home from work, I'm like, I could never... I, don't, I just want to go like hang out and vegetate on the couch and turn on the TV and, and watch the news. But, um, hey, Joe, will you stay with us? For, we're only doing an hour, so we're, we're going until 10. Would you like to stay? I can stay, sure. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, we were talking about – what, Joe, what congressional district are you? Are you in two or seven? Second. Okay, so McDonough you got – McDonough Rupert's Burger. <laughs> yeah, Pat McDonough. Uh, he, there, was a post, there was a Washington Post article today, and you had Pat McDonough in the metro section bitching about Larry Hogan not supporting him. <laughs> it was pretty well, funny. I talked with Pat for a little bit yesterday at the uh, Super Saturday that Nicola Ambrose had from Baltimore County yesterday. It was out in the Dundalk area. Mm-hmm. And Pat was there, Johnny Salling, the state senator was there, Kathy Shalega was there, and Trump's folks were there in mass. And so Pat and I, we've probably known each other, I'm not kidding, good Lord, 25, 30 years now. Yeah. He comes up and he starts, he, he was telling me, I have not read it, but he was telling me what he had told the Washington Post. And I'm thinking, well, okay, because frankly, I don't know whether you guys have heard it. I am seriously considering a run against Hogan, but I do think that's why oh, Pat yeah. was telling me that, but I'm not really sure. Um. Yeah, because that we won't talk about that now, but that is something I'm giving some serious consideration to. I know you are. But, That'll uh, be fun to watch because uh, it's going to like <laughs> – I think it's just going to turn it, – it, you're going to make it really interesting, Joe. It's going to be fun to watch. Well, I would agree with that, yes. You see, you want to see the debate. I was actually thinking – well, I'm not even going to go into any of that crap yet. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I – you know, it's always the – challenger asking the incumbent for the debate i was thinking something along the lines of well i'm not going to debate larry hogan because i don't like the idea of slumming yeah but that might be a bit much but that would get news coverage man um Uh, but i've already been thinking along these type of lines about how to make things different but i the thing is i haven't decided i'm not going to really decide to the end of the year i just want to get to the holidays enjoy them like everybody does and Meaning I want to get as smashed as I can, as often as I can, right? Uh, but, yeah, but you're putting out uh, feelers, and you're getting people to, to pay attention to, you know, I think people exp- – and look, I think there's some issues that Larry should, quite frankly, be challenged on. One one that I really do vehemently disagree with him in uh, is the education issue where he, he, his, he issued the executive mandate – and then called people who disagree with him a bunch of whiners. I'm not whining about it. I'm just pissed that he did that. I think that that was a wrong decision. Well, there's that. Was, there's he, a whole common core stuff. He's still appointing um, – the way the term I heard was corporate reformers who are, who are in favor of common core. Um, one of the issues I think he's really wrong on is the whole concealed carry. Look, yeah. I don't even own a gun right now. I've had one. I don't write at this minute. But to me, that just makes zero sense. Why not? Hey, dude, you just did an executive order regarding when the schools can start. Do an executive order freeing up people to conceal carry their weapons. Yeah, it's, it's, and I, I think would he's do that in a it. second. And I don't see now that's the other thing. I don't care. If when 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 you're you you guys know this when you, when you are elected as a Republican in Maryland, you can do one of two things: you can either immediately start campaigning for re-election, which is what Larry Hogan has done, or you can try to get as much done in as little time as possible, which is realistically what you have. So I, <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, were I to run and get elected, one of the I shit it would probably happen in the first day or two, and issue an executive order and concealed carry. Well, yeah. Joe, would you I don't because executive order everything. Well, I did write that, but the certain things out in retrospect, you can't executive order taxing tax cuts. You can't do that. Oh, but you sorry. can. Any governor in the state can cut the budget, and there's nothing the legislature can do about it. Not a thing. We're uh, 
we're we're staying on the education issues. And Eric, I want to move over to Frederick County. There's a school board race that's gotten pretty hotly contested, and I know you're working hard. And being our Frederick, our big Frederick County guy, so um, yeah. Eric, what's going to happen in that? How's how's that race going to turn out? And what do you what do you predict is going to happen there and uh, with that school board race? Well, so so what I'll tell you is that my sources are telling me, um, and these are actually sources from the um, the teachers union pro Common Core camp, is that the <laughs> winners will be uh, uh, Mike Boninsky, Joy Schaefer, and Cindy Rose, and they oh, actually so Ken- believe that. They believe that Ken Kerr is going to be the one that that does not make it through the general election. And uh, apparently the Democrats are really – they really don't like this single-shot voting thing. Um, They're actually really worried about it. They they actually seem to think that the Central Committee and the Republican Club has gotten the word out so effectively about vote one and only, only vote Cindy Rose, that there'll be enough – there'll be a couple thousand people that hear that, and they, they actually follow through with it. Good, good for you I guys. Would. I, yeah, good for you guys for for making that happen for that for enacting that strategy. And um, I agree with Cindy on on many issues. I mean, there's a few I, I I disagree with her on some of the technology issues, but I can tell you that Cindy Rose needs to shake up the Board of Education. And Eric, what I had a real problem with is them claiming that they're not running the slate. That is such nonsense. And Joe, have, I don't know if you've been following this but there's a there's an unofficial slate of three candidates that are running for board of education in frederick county and but all of their materials are aligned together and there's nothing that prevents this there's no state law that says they can't do it but they claim in public oh no we're not a slate but we're just three candidates who support each other and want to see each other elected so if it looks like a slate, it acts like you're a slate. Just call yourselves that. Why are you afraid of calling yourselves a slate? They, have they formed a slate committee? That's probably why they're called, not calling themselves that. Well, I don't think they did. Yeah, That's probably what gives them the well, – in their minds, that's what gives them the right to not refer to themselves as a slate. Well, you know, oh, yeah. here's a great example. Okay, this is what it is. It, it's like we were talking about earlier, Ryan, how you introduced Kim as your wife, even though you weren't married. Right. Okay. So basically, that's what the slate is doing. It's like yeah. you and Kim living together, basically being married, but not legally being married. So see, these guys, they're a slate, they're just <laughs> not legally a slate. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that's way, one way you could look at it. But I'm glad to hear that there's, there's some good things happening on the education front. And I hope that – I really do hope that all of Cindy's hard work pays off, and I think it will because – Unlike the other three, I really do believe that there's a lot of momentum behind Cindy, and she has the infrastructure um, with the the Republican Club, and she's ran a good race, a, a substantive race, which is always good because the education issues are really the most important at the local level because it defines how you see the community moving forward in the next 10, 15 years. So good for Cindy, and I hope that I really do hope that she wins. Um, Joe, I don't know what's going on out in Baltimore County, but is there any um, prolific uh, school board races or any other no, down No, I was going to add, I have a friend who, actually the guy who got me introduced to politics, you can blame him for everything. <laughs> Leo Demowski, he's running for Baltimore, Baltimore County Circuit Judge. Okay. And that, that's nonpartisan. But he's doing the same thing Cindy's doing. He is urging everyone, vote for me, Good. me only. His that's name's Leo Demowski, and that's how he's running. But, but he's running against – I mean, two of the judges are, um, I guess, incumbents. And mm-hmm. there's a, I don't know exactly how many there are, but Leo is a really good guy. Mm-hmm. He, I've known the guy, good Lord, for 36 years, 35 years. And he is – I know, do you guys know who Jay Payne is? A very libertarian Republican from Florida yeah. or something like that. Oh yeah, Jay yeah, Jay's latched on to Leo now too, and he's been telling everyone the same thing: vote for Leo, but just Leo. That mm-hmm. is what I've done. I want to do that on election day and probably tomorrow as well. Um, but he's running the same basic thought process that you just told me Cindy Rose had, and I talked to Cindy briefly when I wrote a blog about her a week or so ago, and. Um, that is part of what intrigued me was the fact that, okay, I hate Common Core. I don't know where you guys are on that, but I hate yeah, it. Yeah, I hate it too. And, 
Yeah. And the fact that she was single shooter, she was urging people to single shoot her because I've been talking to Leo a day or two beforehand and he was telling me the same stuff. And, but see, I've single shot a million times. Robin Grammer, a current state delegate. I single yeah. shot him two years ago. He ran good. against Bob Long, Rick Metzger. These are good guys. I like Long. I like Metzger. But the the one I really wanted to see was the hardcore libertarian conservative, who was Robin Grammer. So yeah, I, Grammer's I single shot the, Robin. Yeah. He's well, a good guy. I don't know how you feel about this. He was one of like 10 delegates who voted against Larry Hogan's budget last time because it increased spending 5% or whatever it was. But right. um, Robin is a true believer. He really is. I had the opportunity to talk with him for a while yesterday afternoon as well. It's Super Saturday. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, single shooting, to me, it's smart, and mm-hmm. it works. And that's why I did not understand Katie Nash taking Cindy Rose to task for urging people to do it for her. To me, that makes zero sense. I think some people feel like it's cheating. That's kind of what I've noticed. And, you know, but it's not. You, I think you said it really well. I mean, it's, it's strategy. It's nothing it's but strategy. strategy. And if people notice, it usually says something along the lines of vote for no more than three or four or however many. That's well, what the ballot normally says. So, Joe and I mean, Eric, I mean, what's the difference if, like, you know, you go and leave? So, when I voted in Montgomery County, I voted early. Um, there, there was judges that I, if I don't know your position or if I don't know who you are, the candidate, and I'm serious, I'm de- like I try to find out everything I can before I go. There was a few judges I just don't vote. I just I skip it. Um, so, I've done that too. Yeah. I mean, I really. Yep. You know. So you know, there's there's like the retention. You know, keep this person. Well, I don't know what decisions they made on the bench. I don't know what. Their, you know, how they, what their vision of the law is, or are their jurisprudence. So I, I honestly, I skipped it because I just didn't feel like I could make an informed decision. So I'm just like, I don't know what the, I don't, I'm not going to skip, I'm not going to vote for these people. Well, and I understand that too because I've skipped a lot of races over however long I've been voting now. But um, when it says vote for no more than, you could vote for one, two, or three, but no yeah. more than three. There's nothing wrong with just voting for the one. Yeah. Or two of the three, or all three, or three people. There's nothing wrong with any of those. Yeah. I think it was just Eric who just said a lot of people might think it's unethical. And I guess you're right, Eric, but I think they've been conditioned to think that way because seriously, vote for no more than three. Yeah. To me, that I take that at its word. That's what it means. Exactly. I, well, look, I, com- I completely agree. I mean, there's been pl- there's been you know state delegate races out here in Frederick County that I didn't vote for three people. I voted for two people. Because those are the people that I felt earned my vote. And we shouldn't be just voting for people just because their name's on the dang ballot. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, exactly. You know, just encourage It's like if somebody doesn't have – if somebody runs unopposed, um, I'm not just going to vote for that person if they're unopposed. I want to – I need to know who I'm voting for. But I just want to do um, – before we go into something else, I just want to say up in Washington County – um, there's a there's a very contentious board of education election, and it's just it's so screwy this year. I mean, like the Republicans are working for the pro Common Core <laughs> Republican, uh, uh, the and it's just it's a wild race. So if you're listening, um, I, I just hope that you consider vote for four people um, in that race. Um, please vote to to reelect Donna Brightman, Wayne Ridenour. And vote for Peter Bickford and Al Martin. These these are this will be a, a great team. Um, Joe, we've done a lot of blogging on Washington County. I mean, I'm 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 from there, and there's just there's a big board mess going on. Where in fact, the state board of education has only ever removed three board of education members in the history of Maryland boards of education, and there's about to be a fourth person added to that. Um, because she went on Facebook and claimed that the school system is harboring sexual predators, and she knows of a sexual predator. And so she talked about it on Facebook. She refused to give the names to the school superintendent who's in charge of the operational duties of the system. And Oh, my um, God. Oh, it's a mess, man. And you know she violated 
her, uh, the superintendent's contract. She violated maybe the law. And uh, during the last meeting, one of the school board members introduced a resolution to remove her. She voted for herself to be removed and to go to the state board for them to decide um, the, the punitive action. And so it looks like that there's a slam dunk case. And uh, Eric, you've been following it and been reading it. It's just a mess up there with the Board of Education. So. Is that that woman Harshman? That's right, Joe. That's it's Karen yeah. Harshman. I yeah, I saw something either on a blog you'd written or yeah. maybe just on your Facebook page, something where you seem to be taking her to task pretty hard. Yeah, no, she's <laughs> that's one she deserves way. it. That's yeah, oh, I know. my God, how but, to cut uh, your own face off, you know? Oh, I mean, it's like you, you know when it, when you're dealing with with students and especially schools, and you have a usually it's the biggest operating budget, and we're talking about parents that, that when the school board member goes onto Facebook and says that there's the school system has sexual predators in there, but she doesn't give any evidence to substantiate it, and that that's that's a serious issue, and and they did this exhaustive oh, yeah. investigation. And it came back, and they, they found bupkis. There was nothing, and she refused to apologize. She said that you know, there's, there's all these grand conspiracies that this is happening. And so the school board had enough of her. She's been a disaster for her time spent on the board, and I think they're going to get rid of her. I really am, and we'll, we'll follow that. But Eric and Joe, listen – I, I want to I want to go quickly. There's another issue that's that's outstanding, and we want to address it tonight. Eric, um, you you you've been accused of being a racist. Yeah, I mean, you know it's some some Have Republicans you been following this joke? I did hear something about. I don't know exactly who said what, but I did hear something about that. Yeah, Eric, why don't you address Eric it? Eric is not a racist. Good lord. No, it's yeah, like, Corey Boone Jesus. that's putting this stuff out. Oh, Corey Why Boone, would uh, Corey Robin do that? Baker, Dan McHugh, it's, it's the Montgomery County crew. Um, apparently, they all decided that they were liberals today, so they decided to do their social justice warrior crusade against me over the weekend. And this is the best part, Joe. This is my favorite part about it. I found out about it while I was in Damascus knocking doors for Ami Hober. Okay, <laughs> I, wa- I, I, walked, I, I took 11,000 steps on Saturday campaigning for Ami Hober. I knocked on like 225 doors. Okay. Good God. And all right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was there for like six hours. Okay. Coming down from Brunswick, went down to Damascus, knocked on doors. And then today I walked in a parade in Brunswick for her, putting out another 10,000 steps. I have a step counter on my phone, so I know exactly how far <laughs> I walked. Okay. So while I'm out here campaigning, actually trying to get a Republican elected in the best, closest thing to a seat that Republicans can win in the state. Here is, you know, supposed, you know, Republican activists, you know, just giving me shit for no reason on Facebook. Well, we'll okay. set it up and explain what happened. Okay, hey, what's so, the context? How does it get to you're a racist? Okay, so here's the, so here's the context. Um, so there's a certain person in in Baltimore County who decided to dress up as Cory Boone for Halloween. Okay, complete with the cranberry vodka, the Nationals hat, the uh, like the preppy shirt, you know, like yeah, basically everything. Okay, the, the costume so hilarious. All right, it's a, it's a did he really shave funny. your head? He didn't. I don't. He didn't shave his head, but he had the big glasses and everything. Okay, like you know, the, he went all out. Sorry, that's funny. It's so and, funny. And the thing was, the guy had told me that you know he was going to dress up as as Corey Boone for Halloween, and and he brought. Um, Two size, like you know, like a like a uh, Raphael style size from a uh, mutant ninja turtles, and uh, mm-hmm. he took a picture with two of the former YR board members, uh, Kristen Long and Nicole Waugh, while he was stabbing <laughs> them in the stabbing them in the back. Okay, which is very symbolic of uh, you know what Corey Boone has has done to with a big of big plastic board knife. Members. Yeah, with, with a big old plastic knife, right? Okay, so mm-hmm. because I'm the uh, I'm the creative intellectual that I am. Okay, I thought it'd be funny considering that the person who took this picture obviously doesn't look like Corey Boone to do a spoonerism. Okay, which is you know that's when you when you tra- when you swap out the first letters of their first and last name. Okay, so like mm-hmm. you Joe, you would be like so Jeffins, right? Okay, 
All right. So I said Bori Kuhn. Okay. Because that's what happens when you swap the names out. Okay. That was like a week. That was like last weekend <laughs> that I made that joke. Okay. And then apparently over the weekend, Robin Ficker, the Montgomery County Young Republicans, and Corey Boone decided to throw a tantrum about it, saying that I was somehow racist now. Yeah. Because of the, the fact that you called the guy Bori Kuhn? Yeah, apparently. Okay, that's and like, that's ha- literally. <laughs> but the, the Kuhn wouldn't even be spelled the same way. No. Exactly. No. Exactly. It's not. And and like, the guy was not. You said the guy wasn't black. He's a white guy, right? No, Corey. What Boone the hell are they talking about? Yeah, basically. Oh, and Corey tried to claim that when I. He's also claiming now that when I I compared him to Emperor Nero. You know Emperor Nero. You know Nero fiddles while right, Rome burns. Right. right. Thing. Mm-hmm. Apparently that was racist too. Um, I don't know how comparing somebody to an Italian. Um, I'm, I'm not. I, I guess I hate Italian. I'm racist against yeah. Italian people. Um, well, sure. I hate to say I hate to say this, man, but it's been probably the last ten or fifteen years. Any time anyone uses the word racist, I just turn them off at that point. Yeah, because yeah. the word's taken to mean nothing anymore. When they use the and, term and, racist, like you are, Eric, they it, when they're going to call you racist, they're going to call anybody racist who does not agree with them one hundred percent, and that's bullshit. Well, and it, this was such one of those drive-by attacks that you would see on the daily cost and it's just one of those ridiculous ridiculous you know anybody that knows eric i've known eric for a while is eric's nowhere he's not a racist and it's just point blank he's not a racist i mean this is a guy who served our country in uniform went to iraq was shot at oh i know he did exactly i mean it's eric this is ridiculous they they don't like Mm -hmm. you so they're trying to they're trying to screw with you, and this is how they they try to screw with you, and I, I it's sad. And you know you got people it, like but, Dan McHugh. But, but right, right. Listen, I'm like sitting here just thinking like, can't you assholes wait till next weekend? Like I'm busy doing stuff. You're sitting in your mom's basement typing away on your keyboard, okay? Because you made a bunch of promises that you couldn't fulfill to help out campaigns to get Republicans elected, and this is what you spend your weekend doing instead. Okay. There was not a. I was the only paid young Republican member helping Ami out today in Brunswick. Okay. I was the only paid young Republican member helping her out on Saturday. Where was everybody? Where are the rest of them? They were sitting around on their computers doing this kind of shit. Right. Mm. So if you want to like, if you want to complain about me, then do it next weekend when you know the election's over. Okay. And then hopefully when Ami Hober wins. Okay, then then you can go ahead and cr- have your little shed your alligator tears and cry all you want. But, you know, let me try to get Republicans elected. Okay, and you can stay in your mom's basement watching Dragon Ball Z. That's just, uh, it, that is such a screwed up situation. Well, I'm just uh, looking at Eric. I, I, I'm sorry you have to deal with that, man. I really am. Well, well, you know, Joe, it's not the first time that uh, these Montgomery County, Repu- quote, Republicans have uh, have come after me pretty hard. So uh, obviously I'm doing something right. Has Dwight Patel ever hit you in any way? <laughs> I'm sorry. Anybody that mentions Dwight Patel to me, I got to laugh. I mean, the whole the whole Dwight Patel situation is just funny. I, I People love this guy, and I can't figure it out. I just – I don't understand it. I don't – I think I just, it's uh, – no, well, just so you guys know, I like him. I, just I like him a fair uh, amount, actually, personally. Uh, but I don't know exactly what he does other than – that's a lot to a lot of people. He buys tables at Lincoln Days all the time yeah. and all that type of crap. Uh, you know, he, you know, he reminds me of he reminds me of Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, kind it's of. Like, I've never seen that show. He just kind of shows up. Nobody knows what he actually does, but he spends money. He claims he's an architect, strings. but I can't yeah. corroborate that because I've, um, I've, I, I worked for an architect, and let me just tell you, they know nothing. Of, anyway, there's, it's just, I, I don't want to get into that, but, um, I want to, I want to take the last five minutes. I've dreaded talking about the presidential election. Um, I'm going to make my prediction tonight just based upon everything that – for the last 16 months, and I, I'm, I'm looking at the, elector, uh, the, the electoral map, and I just don't think that 
that the math is there quite yet for Trump to overtake Hillary. But I think it's going to be a very close race. I would be surprised if she gets more than 300 electoral votes. I do think she's going to win, but it's not going to be by much. So that's my prediction. Ryan, you need 538 just updated their forecast about 15 minutes ago, and they basically have um, they flipped Florida, North Carolina, and Nevada to uh, leaning Trump. And so right now, the state smack dab in the middle is North as New Hampshire, and it's leaning Hillary at this point. So um, it is leaning Hillary. I'm looking at 538, but she's got a huge. She's got a apparently a huge lead with early voters. Um, I know your 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 good friend David Bossy, who that is running, is partly responsible for Trump's turnaround. Uh, Joe and I think that maybe maybe there will be a big surprise. David's a talented operative, and that was a smart decision to bring on David for the Trump campaign. That was a very smart decision to bring David on, and apparently it didn't hurt to bring Kelly and Conway on either. And yeah. I've heard that. Ivanka was responsible for both of their hires. Oh, okay. Um, well, that... It's pretty much the mastermind of the campaign right now. But when Donald Trump stopped the constant calling people names and shit like that, that is when they took over. Bossy and Conaway yeah. took over, and they just basically put a leash on them for the most part. Um, honestly, and I've been saying it for the last four or six weeks, Trump's going to win, and it's not even going to be that close. Okay. And I truly believe that. I think, in fact, I think Trump's going to get an excess of 300 electoral votes. I'm not basing that on anyone's polling <laughs> other, other than other than Rasmussen's polling. They have it tied, 44-44, whatever. But in the crosstabs underneath that, they ask, who do you, if they ask everyone on the phone, do you definitely know who you're voting for? Eighty-eight percent of the country said yes. This is fifteen hundred people. They have a rolling daily tracking poll. Eighty-eight percent of the people said yes. I know who I'm voting for. Who would it be? In the last five or three or four days straight, by ten points, Trump is winning that. Fifty-three, forty-three. Well, so Eric, what do you think? The other. Sorry. Oh, on it, I think uh, on it, I think it's going to be like Trump two seventy two, Hillary two sixty eight, um, okay. if anything. Or if it's not that, I think it's going to I think it's going to be Utah's carried by McMullen, and uh, we're going to go to a House of Representatives runoff. Oh come on! I think that there's 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 clear evidence to support that that Hillary could win the the the, the requisite two seventy, and. And and just I don't know I mean it's going to be the I, early right. voting I just numbers. Want the, the history of the runoff. I, I think that'd be really cool. Okay. No, actually, I would love to see while, that. So. I would love to see yeah. a runoff in the House of Representatives, and then we could really decide whether the system is rigged or not. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it, this has been a painful presidential election. Um, I've loved either. It. Yeah. No. I mean, it's entertaining, but it's just painful for the republic. No matter who wins, we will. Um, the republic will be fine. It's not going to. We're not going to implode. Uh, if Trump wins, there are things that I, I'm sure that he can work with. I think he'll tone it down. If Hillary wins, um, I, I think she'll be fine. I just, I wish that were two different candidates. I wish it was a different discussion altogether. But this is this is what the American people wanted. So this is what they got, and I. I, 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 I look for Tuesday to be a long night. What do you guys think? I think we'll know relatively early. Okay. Yeah, I, I, think I don't we'll, know. We'll know, I, by I know both of you guys are so much younger than me, it's not even funny, but I remember the 1980 Reagan-Carter thing where yeah. Carter was a prohibitive favorite on election morning. The most recent poll taken was like five days before. It showed Carter up by nine over Reagan. And Reagan ended up destroying him, fifty-one forty-one. Right. And well, I, that's what. But this cycle reminds me of this race. Anyway, reminds me a lot of that one. The big well, difference Joe, is you, obviously was Carter was the incumbent at then trying to defend his incumbency. Reagan was a challenger. And in this well, case, you have an open seat. I I think it's going to be a wild night, and I'm glad that uh, we can discuss it civilly. Um, so. Anyway, 
Well, Joe, I'm glad you joined us tonight. It was it's always good to hear from you. Glad you uh, took the time, Eric. As always, it's it's been fun. So uh, next week we'll talk about yeah we'll talk about uh, what had happened. So guys, everybody have a great night, and we'll talk to you soon. Good night. Good night, y'all. Bye.